you have to monitor these things closely. And when you tell the parent or you start asking the parent certain questions, they become defensive, mm. you know, because they love their child. Yes. They don't want, I think it's just maybe an instance. One is the denial part. Two, they are trying to be protective of their child. They feel maybe, oh, you can't label my child. It's so early. Wow. No. And, and I think they're also sort of like um, praying for some sort of like maybe miracle or intervention yeah yeah they're wishing oh let's wait and see and you know the early i think it's it's just that and those things denial maybe ignorance or just being protective but if parents truly want to be honest Mm -hmm. they know they actually do know they actually know it's just that instinct that natural instinct you know when your offspring there might be something wrong with yeah. your child you get and you're just being in denial imagine someone is telling you oh your child is it's heartbreaking you so, understand it's bad enough you're entering into parenthood you're trying to understand how it works yeah. now trying to understand how to care for that's a whole lot that's another bug altogether that's mm. a whole concept on its own so i think parents in my experience working with parents kids in my school we actually have kids that are like that and when you have these meetings mm-hmm. with we're very sensitive about these meetings because you don't want to um make the parent feel a type of way yeah. but when you have this sort of meeting maybe you have like oh you your first meeting with maybe senko which is like the special education needs Mm-hmm. department maybe the head of senko the class teacher the head of a section are you having this meeting with your parents sometimes some parents are being honest they'll mm-hmm. tell you yes sometimes those are the good parents parents are not necessarily not, not that the other ones are bad but those yeah. are the proactive parents rather they actually maybe out of their own way they must have done like some form of um, some form of um test outside the school so yeah. maybe when you are meeting the child into the school, they already have like some sort of report. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is something we've noticed and this and this and this. And those are the proactive and learned parents. Yes. And maybe parents that are not learned or parents that are in denial, they'll tell you there's nothing wrong with my child. My child cannot speak in, in the classroom. No, he's a noise maker and I'm at home. <laughs> my child cannot write. No, my child... Yes, autistic kids are very smart. When you're telling your, your maybe you're telling um, a parent, oh, we notice he likes to play on his own. He doesn't like socializing with kids and blah, blah, blah. You might hear a parent that might be in denial saying something like, no, is it so, so, so? Uh-uh. He even read the whole newspaper to me. Mm. They're saying my child cannot do this. He can read this. He can do the math well. He can do this. What are you saying? Before you know, you understand being protective yeah if you're not if you're not um diplomatic about this sort of thing they might just withdraw their kids and say no 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 you want to label my child no 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 so you want to start picking on my child so because you can't do your job as a teacher and um, mm. so you want to now say this is the reason why my child is this no 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 and when you start when when when, when what we try what, what we try to do as teachers is we try to monitor these things at major milestones. 
maybe say reception, which is the early years, which is the last class. Mm -hmm. Say if your child is in the early years department, going to a new class that mm -hmm. has to do with more formal education or more formal learning. When we tell these parents these things, you, you try to pick it up early on, speak with the parents so you can start um, looking at strategies and ways to help the child oh, or reduce certain things you get. When these parents are in denial and it's sort of like too late, you, you've lost, in quotes, not, not necessarily you've lost the child, but what you would have been able to prevent or you would, you would have been able to achieve if the parents were more cooperative at the early, early stage or the onset, you won't be able to do that when the child has developed more. Remember, these kids are developing at each classroom. They are assimilating. They are building up. So it's sort of like it's, it doesn't go well or it doesn't always end well when these parents are in, in, the are in denial. Yeah. Yes, in that denial phase. And when they come around to say, oh, I think you were right or oh, I think this is, it's, it's not always, it's, it's not always good, Jerry. Yeah, well, I, I get you, you're right. And, and sometimes the whole denial thing might be a place, place of love, trying to protect their child yeah. from yeah. or plain ignorance or yeah. whatever, whatever the form you might take. But I, I think there's also a social aspect of it where the yeah. parent knows other parents and the children knows other children. So it would be a case of, oh, I don't want to look like the family that has this. So uh, the kind of like the, the, the kind of like the negative connotation those things have. Yeah. They don't label my child and all that. Exactly. Like being autistic isn't bad. But it is not. Exactly. Having Down syndrome isn't bad. It is it is not. It is a state of being but you have a society where some of those things are kind of like looked down on yeah so creating that um defense mechanism in parents not to want to take the proactive step even if they know from the beginning so i i, yeah. I think what what which is easier said than done like if parents realize that ultimately what is important is a child's development like if yeah you get your child the best possible help as early as possible and help the child to grow and live a normal life. The yeah. child will be far better off than you trying to cower to societies um, or what would people say, what would people do. Yeah. Yeah. I think the I think um in Nigeria, I don't know, but in Lagos, yeah. I don't know of other states, I think we are um sort of like opening up or we're becoming more receptive, or we're accepting that these are special needs kids and mm -hmm. they're beginning to, not, not necessarily opening up at a faster pace, okay. but I think you have parents, and I don't mean parents from certain class. Um, I'm talking about the middleman class and parents okay. that are below, yeah. Yeah, so it's no longer a sort of like a taboo or a hush-hush mm -hmm. or like something you should be ashamed of. Mm -hmm. We're beginning to normalize. Mm. Beginning, emphasis on the word, beginning to. Yeah. Not even making steady progress, but you have a case whereby parents are now more accepting. You're not seeing children being sent 
maybe to the village to stay with a grandparent mm. or hidden in certain places. Mm. You have main, some mainstream schools, some not necessarily major, some mainstream schools that are beginning to accept children that maybe might have special needs. Yeah. You get. But then again, it's not about them accepting. You need to have um safe facilitators, people that are skilled. Yeah, the right structures in place. Yes, yes. But at least, um, I think when GD Bank, you know, the, and there's a there's a yearly event by GT. I think it's their CSR on raising awareness on autism and the likes. Yeah, yeah. I think and that's you have, yeah. So you have um parent, regular parent, not necessarily rich parent, mm. that are coming out in mass wanting to learn or know how to work with their children compared to like other years in the back maybe say five years ago or maybe say seven or eight years ago you now have more parents that are accepting and have maybe a fair understanding of what their child is facing sort of mm. yeah that's yeah. That, that that that's a very important step in the right direction like beginning like you said like to have like those open conversations yeah normalize the things that were considered as taboo before that is a good that is a good first step so i yeah. I, I, I like kudos to gta and every other organizations out there that are doing something similar like it's a conversation yeah. that needs to be had like the development yeah of is important across every spectrum of a child's being there's always there's always value there's always potentials that can be tapped in and if yeah. society is more accommodating would have more avenues for creativity more ways to explore the human experience than than we would ever know instead of hiding them in the corners or in the shadows yeah that's a, that's a good point so i'd like us to transition into modes of learning so mm. so you you mentioned you are into ict and and all that into like digital learning and stuff so yeah basically a more generic question what are like the what is the what has been the developmental process for learning like kind of like teaching children so if you are going to do like a brief historical account how it was before how is it mm -hmm. now I'm just okay. from your perspective, you know. Say, okay. it might not be far back as the 1600s, maybe like five or ten years ago, or maybe from when you were receiving learning as, as a child. Then what is I think I okay. All right, so, so just 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 do that. Really. <laughs> okay, so maybe um I will use myself like oh, when I was a child, yeah. how I received education. Mm -hmm. Um okay, so you have you still have your primary school, secondary school, and university. Mm -hmm. And if I have to look back, um, and this is just me. This is not yeah, sure, sure. general because um, what I wanted to say is just um, like, okay, my primary school teachers, I don't think, and that's sad, honestly. I was having this conversation with my friend, but okay. no. I don't think any teacher stood out for me and it's sad. I don't know why. And I try to 
maybe it's just me, but I don't know. But um, like I, I keep picturing myself in the classroom as a child. And what I know then was oh, we had this blackboard and like chalk and yeah. like cane. Cane stood out for me. <laughs> if you miss me, I don't know why cane. Like, because I, okay, because honestly, like, okay, in my, in my postgraduate, we had to do that reflective thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, how did um how did you receive education? And honestly, that was what I wrote in my process book. And um, Kane stood out for me. You had to be flogged, which I don't think we're doing that. I I can't do that in my workplace. And I don't think I'll ever do that as a teacher. And I don't think for me, um, because I'm I'm trying to do this comparative analysis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, as a child, when I received 